0: Welcome to Ed Council Insights. This is our podcast to provide insights into new developments in the Missouri education community. If you are a Missouri school leader, school board member, or any public educational decision maker in Missouri, well, you are in the right place. Today we're going to be talking briefly about two topics, or rather the intersection of two topics, of significance to most Missourians. Public schools and guns. You know, we as Missourians seem to have an affinity for for both public schools and for guns, but not necessarily together. Uh, So today, I thought we might talk about some of the rules that apply when people try to bring the two together. Guns onto school property. And it's usually not a good thing. So I want to start by saying that most of the questions we get fall loosely into one of two broad categories. One is the possession of firearms on school property or at school events by just anyone, patrons, employees, uh, visitors, and then possession of firearms by students on school property or at school events. So I think if we look at those two broad categories, uh, we can kind of break it down and talk about what the rules are, what the law is when it comes to guns and Missouri schools. Let's start with guns on school property generally. And to really kind of understand the overlay, you have to understand that we have you know, federal rules that come from the Gun-Free School Zones Act and going all the way back to 1990. And then from there, we have some state law that impacts guns and school, schools in Missouri, I should say. So let's start with the Federal Guns free School Zones Act. As I said, it was originally enacted in 1990, and it's the federal law that requires states to restrict firearms on school property. So when we look at that law, it basically made it unlawful for any individual knowingly to possess a firearm that has moved in or otherwise affects states' interstate commerce, blah, 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 in a school zone. Okay, so when it comes down to it, the federal law, prohibits firearms on school property, and then it defines a few things like, for instance, firearms, and what a firearm might be for purposes of the federal law relating to gun-free schools. First of all, a firearm means any weapon, which would include a starter gun, which will or is designed or which may readily be converted to expel a projectile by the action of an explosive. So. What that means is, is that you have certain types of guns that don't really need to do that, and they're not going to qualify as a firearm for purposes of, of federal law. And you'll see, as we talk about Missouri law, that kind of follows through. But it also includes a number of other things, including a silencer and uh, you know, destructive device such as incendiary and explosive, etc. cetera. So weapons are defined very broadly, but within that, when we're talking about guns… We're talking about really something that's designed to expel a projectile by action of an explosive. Now, it does not include certain things in that definition, one of which would be an antique firearm or fireworks. But interestingly enough, knives are not included in that definition. They're only regulated by state law. So that's what we have in, the, in terms of the firearm definition from uh, or weapon definition from federal law. One other interesting uh, definition, or, or a term that's used in the federal law that we need to know about, is a school zone. And school zone means in or on the grounds of or within a thousand feet from the grounds of public, parochial or private school. So, when it's talking about the requirement of uh, gun-free school zones, we're talking about that broader zone, not just the school property, but within a thousand feet of it. Now, there are certain exceptions to, to the rule that, uh, regarding the federal law prohibition, and there are a number of different things. You know, One of them is when the carrier of the firearm is licensed. So if the individual possessing the firearm is licensed to do so by the state of Missouri or technically if it's authorized by the political subdivision of the state, meaning the school board, then that's not going to be uh, prohibited by the federal law. It's also not prohibited when the firearm is not loaded and is locked up. So if you have a gun that is not loaded and is stored in a locked container or locked firearms rack in a motor vehicle, for example, that's not going to be captured by the federal law. It could also be if the gun is a part of an approved program. So we'll talk a little bit more about that later, but if it it is an approved program by the school, then you might be able to say that that's accepted out of the federal law as well. And a couple of other exceptions, but probably the, the primary one is by law enforcement. So if the, if the gun's being carried by a law enforcement officer acting in their official capacity, then that's probably going to be accepted out. So those are kind of some general parameters that are laid out by the federal law, which brings us to Missouri law. And when we're talking about guns at schools in, under Missouri law, it, we have to understand a couple of different concepts, Well, one of them really relates to the, to the penal code, to the criminal code in Missouri and uh, the definition of an unlawful use of a weapon. So if somebody were to just bring a gun onto school property without permission to have it on school property, they're probably going to get charged with unlawful use of a, of a weapon. And that's really the primary crime that we're talking about. And so as we're talking about a lot of these things, it, it, it centers on how criminal conduct is defined under Missouri law. And when you look at it, Missouri prohibits the carrying of a firearm, whether it's loaded or unloaded, into any school, okay, onto any school bus, or onto the premises of any function or activity sponsored or sanctioned by school officials or the school district, Board of Education. So that's pretty broad. But there are a number of exceptions that would apply that we have to think about. It doesn't apply to anybody, any person that's traversing school property for the purposes of transporting a student to or from school. Or it, it also doesn't apply to uh, a gun that is possessed by an adult for the purposes of facilitating some sort of school sanctioned firearm related event or club event. So that's another exception. Then there are a bunch of other types of. Of exceptions that would apply under Missouri law that I probably need to, to highlight as well. One is if the possessor of the gun is transporting it in a non functioning state, unloaded with the ammunition where the ammunition is not readily accessible, or when the firearm itself is not readily accessible. So you might have it in the glove compartment of a vehicle unloaded state and non functioning state, and that would probably not be an exception as well. Also, and this is the one that comes up probably most frequently, is that it doesn't apply to any person with a valid concealed carry permit or endorsement if, and this is a huge if, if they have the permission from the school district. We'll talk more about that in a minute. But then we also have school administrators and teachers who have been designated as school protection officers. That's one that's a a big one that we probably need to talk a little bit more about in a minute. But uh, also to persons who are engaged in a lawful act of defense, that one doesn't come up very often, or to a student, and this kind of goes to the issue that we're talking about in terms of school programs, to a student participating in a school-sanctioned gun safety course or other school-sponsored firearm-related events, provided the student doesn't carry the weapon, the gun, readily capable of lethal use into any school, onto any school bus, or onto the premises of any other function or activity sponsored or sanctioned by school officials or the school district board. So those are some exceptions under Missouri law, and we can talk about what the ins and outs of those are, but those are generally what you have to be thinking out. So in Missouri, you have to remember that in Missouri, a concealed carry endorsement does not permit the holder to carry a concealed firearm into any elementary or secondary school facility without the consent of a school official or the school district board. So if we don't have that, CCW doesn't matter. You've got a problem if you don't have that consent. Now, possession of a firearm in a vehicle that's on the premises of any elementary or secondary school facility, like in, you know, in your parking lot or on your parking lot, it's allowed as long as the firearm is not removed from the vehicle or brandished while the vehicle is on the school property. So that's really Missouri law when it comes to unlawful use of a weapon as it applies to guns at schools and all of the many exceptions that really are out there. Now, we have some other exceptions that we have to think about. Of course, if somebody is authorized by the state to have that gun on school property, that might be somebody that really isn't going to be guilty of unlawful use of a weapon and they're going to be allowed to bring the gun on school property. And that would include, you know, a number of different individuals would include, uh, you know, uh, state, county, municipal, peace officers who are post-qualified, that is police officer standards and training commission certified, wardens, superintendents and keepers of prisons, penitentiaries and such. Uh, it doesn't happen a whole lot on school property, but sometimes that's, uh, that is an exception uh, under the law. Also, members of armed forces or National Guard while they're performing their official duties. And then we also have um, – this one does come up some. Any person who is bona fide duty, it is to execute process, civil, or criminal. So, a process server is accepted out. And they can carry a gun on school property uh, under the law without being charged with unlawful use of a weapon. There are a number of others, including coroner, deputy coroner, federal probation officer, and the like. So you have to look to see if uh, somebody is authorized by law. Like I said, the one that comes up tends to come up the most is the process server. Sometimes we'll have somebody show up to serve process on one of our employees. And if they are uh, carrying, that is actually something that, you know, they are accepted out from the unlawful use of a weapon prohibition in Missouri. So let's shift a little bit and talk about district approved activities involving firearms, because that is another one of our exceptions. Basically, the statute says that there's that nothing in the law makes it unlawful for a student To actually participate in a school-sanctioned gun safety course, uh, student military or ROTC courses, or any other school-sponsored or club-sponsored firearm-related events, provided the student does not carry a firearm or other weapon readily capable of lethal use into any school, onto any school bus, or onto the premises of, of any other function or activity sponsored or sanctioned by school officials or district school board. So, next exception. Let's talk about employees. When we're talking about employees, uh, generally speaking, an employee is not going to be entitled to do anything that anyone else couldn't do unless they are authorized by the school district, by the school board, and that is something that we do have sometimes. Usually, that comes in the form of an SPO, school protection officer, and we have more and more of these being designated, but um, There is a specific process that the school has to follow in order to designate somebody as a school protection officer, and that involves a number of different things. But when it comes down to it, the statute authorizes a school protection officer who has been designated by the board as such to carry a concealed firearm if the employee has a valid concealed carry endorsement or permit, and then there are some other requirements as well. Basically, what the statute says is that the SPO shall not be permitted to allow any firearm device out of his or her personal control while that firearm or device is on school property, point blank. So what that would mean is that the SPO would have to take the weapon home with them at the conclusion of the school day or when they leave the premises Uh, since it can't be out of his or her personal control while on school property. Sometimes we have people raise the question, well, what if I put it in a safe at the school? Doesn't really appear to meet the the letter of the statute if that's the case. So technically the SPO would need to take that out of off school property. Now, the other thing to remember is that if the district revokes the SPO designation, the school protection officer designation from the employee, they will need to be directed to return the, the firearm to the district and any other property associated with the employee's role. Okay, Those are things that are provided by statute and things you need to keep in mind. It's also good to keep in mind that prior to designating somebody, an employee, as an, an SPO, school protection officer, the board will need to hold a public hearing on whether or not to allow the designation. So a public hearing is absolutely required by statute before you can designate somebody as the SPO. And notice that a hearing has to be published in you know, at least 15 days in and, and a paper of general circulation in the city or county in which the district's located. And then after the hearing, the board can make its determination in closed session whether or not to designate it. But those are some of the issues that come up uh, with guns on school property involving adults, if you will, employees, patrons, people that hold a concealed carry permit or endorsement. Those are the types of things that you have to be thinking about in terms of the rules. Now, I kind of want to shift gears here and talk a little bit about student possession of firearms on school property and how that works. And, of course, we have a Safe Schools Act in Missouri that includes a lot of the provisions that are necessary uh, for public school districts in their administration of the rules regarding firearms and, and students. Basically, students are prohibited from possession of a weapon under the Safe Schools Act, and, and weapons defined very broadly. It's fine, defined broader than it is under federal law, but basically, it's going to include any firearm, and that firearm it, you know, would also include – basically, weapons would include under the Safe Schools Act a number of other things like knives, but – today's purposes and talking about guns, just know that gun, if it is a gun that's defined as a gun under federal law, it's going to be a gun under Missouri law, and it's going to be captured under the Safe Schools Act. Now, interestingly enough, some board policies, I would venture to say the vast majority of board policies, expand that definition of weapons so that weapons would include a number of other things. And in the context of guns, it would include look-alike guns, thing, you know, items that imitate a functioning firearm. And that it can also be prohibited by board policy. And you could treat it as a weapon by board policy, but state law would not, and federal law would not treat it as the same at the same category of weapon. So you can do that by board policy, but it's not that defined as such by law. The reason why that becomes important is there are certain things that we have to do if it is a firearm. Uh, under federal or state law. So, if a student is in possession of a firearm and not a lookalike weapon, but a firearm under federal state law, they are required to be suspended for a minimum of 180 days or one calendar year unless unless the superintendent on a case-by-case basis decides to reduce the amount of suspension. Okay, that creates a number of questions. First of all, I said the superintendent on a case-by-case basis. And that's actually the way the statute reads. Uh statute says that a superintendent can make that exception on a case-by-case basis. But if you look at your board policies and almost all of the board policies, whether they're ed council guide service policies, whether they're MSBA policies or their MCE policies, they all really contemplate that what's going to happen is the superintendent is going to make a recommendation to the board of education and the board will make that call. Even though the statute allows for the superintendent to do it, all of the board policies really call for it to be a board decision upon the recommendation of the superintendent. Now, I said it was for a year. The, the policy and the way the statute's set up is that the law doesn't say that they're out for a year. It says that you have to have a policy that says that they're out for a year. Um, and it, basically, the policy shall provide for a suspension for a period of not less than one year or expulsion. So they can be permanently expelled as well. For a student who is determined to have brought a weapon to school, including but not including the school playground, school parking lot, and that's the key one, school parking lot, or brought a weapon on the school bus or brought a weapon to a school activity, whether or not it's on school property. So, a couple of key pieces there. One is that if it's in the vehicle in the parking lot, absolutely going to be captured there, and that's a one-year automatic out, unless it's modified by the board pursuant to a recommendation of the superintendent. Now, if you're also talking about a, a school activity off-school property, that's still going to count, and it's still going to be something that they're going to get the automatic one-year-out. Now, the thing that I would say is that there are a couple of exceptions to the, to the rule of that absolutely says that we've got one-year-out. I've mentioned one several times, one is that the superintendent can basically modify on a case-by-case basis. And by board policy, that looks like making a recommendation to the board and the board adopting that. The other area is that if we have a student that we want to place in an alternative program, that one year out doesn't really require us to or prevent us from putting a kid in an alternative placement as well. So we could put them in an alternative school and an alternative program, and that would be fine. And that is allowed. It also what what I would say is when we're looking at this and looking at these issues, we have a couple of uh, other things that come up. One is, what kind of due process is required? If it's automatically required by law to give them one year out, do we still have to go through the process of giving them a hearing before the Board of Education? Are they entitled to all of that? And the answer is yes. I mean, the process that you follow is exactly the same as it would be In terms of due process, as it would be for other types of offenses, which means you've got to give them minimal due process, tell them what they've been accused of doing, and and then based on that, give them an opportunity to be heard. But then they also have a right to a hearing before the board. So understand that that is something that that it, it does not change really just because it's a weapons violation and it calls for a one year out. The other thing that comes up from time to time is if we have a student with a disability. And we're going to go ahead and and, uh, we have the suspension. You still have to do the manifestation determination and follow the process that you would otherwise if you were going to have a disciplinary change of placement. So, if you're going to go ahead and do that, it doesn't really, the manifestation determination is still a piece of what you've got to do and part of your process as a school district. Well, I've highlighted a few issues here. (laughs) Um, You know, there are a number of things that tend to come up in in the arena of guns and schools. I've hit the the high points of the law, understanding federal, state, uh, whether it applies to students, uh, parents, patrons, employees, and visitors. And those are really the kind of the basics that you need to bear in mind. We've had a number of issues uh, with guns in schools nationwide over the last year. A couple uh, have been fairly close to home. But the, uh, the other thing I would say is that the gun violence over this past weekend ended up being significant across the United States. And so it's important for us to stop and think about okay, what are the rules when it comes to Missouri public schools and guns on school property or at school events? With that, I would like to thank you, the listeners, for taking the time today to listen to Ed Council Insights. We hope you'll follow and share our podcast on social media and subscribe to hear upcoming episodes on current legal topics and issues related to school law. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn, or you can just check us out on our website. Just Google EdCounsel, that's E-D-C-O-U-N-S-E-L, all one word, and you'll find us there. Glad we could be together, and thanks for listening to this edition of EdCounsel Insights.